morning and by morning I mean quarter past one so it's been a while I did try to record an episode about a month ago and the episode disappeared which was very frustrating because it was quite a long one but I have downloaded an app like a book app and you can get very cheap books on it and I think I guess people like upload to the it's like self-publishing I suppose so what I'm gonna try and do is read some from there and I'm going to alternate genres and still keeping it as boring as possible so don't come at me if you don't like the book choice now I have been quite brisk in my choosing of the books so if they end up being a little bit more graphic than intended uh, yeah we'll cross that bridge when we come to it because it's not that kind of podcast um, so yeah, ideally what I want to be able to start doing is for you to start the podcast and have it go directly into reading. Um, if people prefer like a little preamble introduction, let me know. Um, I believe Spotify has added a questions and answers spot and I think maybe Anger has as well so I'll check both of those out um, and I think Hermit Ramblings podcast is still an option on Instagram um, but yeah for now let's just get to reading and I hope you feel comforted and not so alone if you are struggling to get to sleep. Chapter 1 Shelley Another freaking troll. After a year in business running a dating agency, I still got frustrated by pranksters who wrote out ridiculous application forms. This loser obviously had nothing better to do and he has filled out the entire questionnaire extensively. Most morons put a stupid name like Superman and then followed it up with swear words as the answer to every question. Seeing as this is seeing as this one had made an effort and it was Monday morning and my coffee hadn't sunk in yet, I just decided to sit back and read it. Perhaps I'd print it off for when I wrote my book at the end of my dating agency career, Confessions of a Matchmaker. Name, Theodore Robert Landry. Date of birth, 1st of January, 1891. Age, 126. Hair, black. Skin colour, alabaster. Height, 6 feet 2 inches, 
weight perfect any distinguishing features I'm a vampire so fangs they spelt vampire with a Y interesting place of birth good acres farm with a sneer East Yorkshire current address the basement at 27 Seaview Road with his knee. I was thrown out of my place of birth on becoming a vampire. I'm on a quest to win my home back, but currently my jewel has not been accepted. They keep sending a policeman around and asking me to desist. Any family history of note? All deceased. I was the only family member to survive. The rest of my family were drained of their blood. It was difficult at first, but it's true, time is a healer. I think fondly of them now. It's quite usual for a newly turned vampire to kill their family members by accident. Favourite food? A classic egg, Preferably drunk straight from the source. I note you don't ask blood type on your application. That may be something for you to consider for the future. Ideal dating venue? Can only be after 8pm up until 4am to be on the safe side. A nice dark environment such as a park. Uh, an, a park, graveyard, nightclub, restaurant. I can eat human food but it has no calorific value for me. Would be ideal. A reason for application. I have been trying to find a wife now for several years. I'm extremely good looking and have a vast intellect due to my many years on this earth. Unfortunately, when I discuss the fact that my girlfriend would have to be turned into a vampire and be my wife long into the eternal night, they leave. Usually rather rapidly. I am therefore reaching out in these modern times to your dating agency. Your tagline prompts us to find your ideal partner. And my ideal partner preferably would be a vampire like myself, complete with no heartbeat. But should you not have such members on your books, a beautiful human lady who is willing to be turned would suffice. Jesus. I clicked on the attached photograph, fully expecting to see a dick pic, but instead there was a picture of a pale-faced, sex-god-like creature. He couldn't be real because he was far too fucking hot. It would be a model shot. I quickly did a Google image search of the photo, but nothing came back. Hmm, interesting. At that point, the door burst open, making me upend my still hot coffee down my front. I jumped up and down doing the dance of the scalded, wafting my top and holding it away from my skin. Oh god, oh fucking god, that's hot, that is fucking hot. Oh my god, he is fucking hot said my assistant and my best friend Kim looking at my screen you found yourself for a coffee burn or for this stud muffin want to share why you're an hour late I'd long ago learned to expect Kim when I saw her she never missed an appointment or meeting but believed her hours were completely flexible I got the chance for a penis power hour so I took it she said unfazed Anyway, go dry your top while I read this application. I'm going to pop to Ebony's downstairs and buy a new one. Screw it. Our office was situated above a boutique on a block that has a cafe and a pet grooming salon. 
It was a great mix of female business owners and we had a collective that met monthly. Female entrepreneurs do it with their colleagues. I had not had the heart to tell Jax from the cafe that it sounded all kinds of wrong. She was a sensitive soul and most likely to close the cafe for a few days so upset and no one needed a lack of coffee and cake. No one. I walked down the back stairs out to the rear of the property and through the front entrance of the shop. Ebony took one look at me and shook her head. I know. Kim made me spill my coffee down myself. Oh, honey, Ebony said in her cute, in her cut glass accent. Kim did you a huge favour. That top needs a cremation. R.I.P. to the shapeless v-neck. I groaned. Ebony was always trying to give me a makeover and I just like to keep things simple. Truthfully, I wasn't a power suit kind of girl. I preferred to meet clients looking like someone they felt comfortable to chat with intimately. It was getting to know them that I knew who to... It was through getting to know them that I knew who to match them up with. I was amazed. I was amazing at my job and had one of the most successful dating agencies in England. The irony being that the only person I couldn't find an ideal date for was myself. Running through my own applications, there had so far been no one who had measured up as a fit for me. I was awkward and picky and destined to be on my own forever. Here we go. This is what we need, you in darling. It will highlight that red hair and pale skin. Ebony held up a black tight tank top with a red rose on the front. It had an overlay of black netting. It would go with skinny jeans I was wearing. But goth girl really wasn't me. I was a jeans and plain tee wearing girl who would on the rare occasion she got dressed up wear a floral tea dress. Have you got something else a little lighter in colour? I asked. No, sorry, I have nothing else in your size. I looked around the rest of the well-stocked boutique and raised an eyebrow. Ebony exuded calm. All of this stock is pre-ordered. You can only have the top you're holding. I sighed and handed over my credit card and went into the changing rooms to change it over. Looking in the dressing room mirror, I saw that Ebony was totally right. It really did suit my complexion. Maybe I should adopt a goth girl persona and start wearing the corpse bride and start watching the corpse bride and wearing black lipstick. Ebony clapped her manicured hands complete with red talons when I emerged from the changing rooms. Look at you, a vision. Can I curl your hair up a little before you leave? No, I snapped. Leave me alone. You're giving me a complex. Darling, you keep wondering why you're single and I'm trying to help you. He's coming. He's coming, you see, the one for you. We need you ready for him. One moment, please. Okay. I raised an eyebrow again. Ebony, are you pissed from last night still? How many bodies did you have? Or do you have a bottle behind the counter again? Because I've told you... It will put customers off if you dance with them. How many times have we had this conversation? Ebony's gaze darted towards the door. Then she lowered her voice. Look, I will confess all. I drink vodka at times because the thoughts become too much, too intense. If I'm a little mellow, I can cope with migraines. No, if, if I'm a little mellow, I can cope and they dissipate. Otherwise, I get bad migraines. Anyway, I've not had any alcohol today, but I'm receiving strong thoughts when you're, when you're around that you must be prepared because your one is coming. I rubbed at my eyes. This day was clearly sent to test my patience. 
But I needed to tread carefully with Ebony and to chat to Kim and Jax about keeping a close eye on her. It was a struggle to run a business on her own, and I was concerned she might be drinking a little too much. I decided to give in, purchase the top, and let her do my hair. She sat me on the stool at the counter and wound my long hair around tongs until I had the most beautiful spiral curls. I would never have taken the time to do this for myself. Ebony reached for some cosmetics that she had displayed under the counter. I was about to protest when her mouth set in a pout. I sighed and let her put makeup on me. I could always call down the corner or shop on the next block for some baby wipes to take it off if I found it too much. In the meantime, three customers had come in and were watching Ebony at work. I turned into a makeup class. I felt like I was on freaking QVC. Voila! Go back to the changing rooms and see. I hopped off the stool and looked at myself in the mirror. I hardly recognised the person looking back. She put bronzer on my face and used the cosmetics to give me a healthy glow instead of my usual wan look. Okay, I came back out. I admit, defeat, you're amazing. I know, she smiles. And she wrapped up makeup sets for the three women who were watching. You need this. She held up a fourth set. So all together, that's 53 pounds and 80 pence with your staff discount. She waved the credit card I'd handed over earlier and I nodded and watched as she rang me up. I was going to kill Kim. That coffee spill had sent me back a small fortune. I went back upstairs and stood in the doorway. Kim was still sitting in front of my computer. So, what do you need me to do? She paused. Holy fuck, where's Shelley? Seriously, where's she gone? Who is this beautiful creature in front of me? I'm straight as they come, but hell, I reckon I could be persuaded. I crossed my arms. Ebony decided I needed a makeover and it cost me the best parts of 60 quid, so don't expect a bonus this month. Hey, Kim waved her hands in the air. I wasn't the one who got so flustered looking at Mr. Hot Vampire that I spilled my drink down myself. Oh yes, that reminds me. Can you contact him and send him a decline email? Kim looked down at the floor. Oh, where's my earring gone? I gave her a pinched stare. You don't have pierced ears, Kim. Sit up straight and look me in the eyes. What have you done? Well, she bit on her lip. His photo is really hot, and I thought we didn't get too many sexy men coming in. So I sent him an appointment for the next stage. You did what? I screamed. He's just a troll. Or maybe he actually believes he is a vampire and is struggling with his mental health. What if he tries to bite one of us? She shrugged. I don't think he would because he's an old vampire, spelled the old-fashioned way. He must have got past that fledgling stage long ago. He's not a real vampire. I know, but since True Blood finished, I'm desperately missing Eric. Also, Ian Summerhander got all married and loved up. Let's interview with this hottie, and if he has got delusions, we could direct him to a mental health service, couldn't we? I really don't think he'll try to bite us. Not if he wants us to find him a wife. Kim... Could you ask my assistant, please get me another coffee and a chocolate donut. Things are stressful today. Now, what time have you arranged for Mr. Landry to come in for an interview? I said 8pm at Hannah's. Hannah's? Indian restaurant? Yes. It's dark. Mr. Landry can't come out before then. <sighs> Go get me my coffee. Do not forget the donut. In fact, make it two donuts. Go now. God, you're in a mood. Are you jealous because I got some this morning? 
make that a box of donuts, a box of 12. I shouted after her swinging back, <laughs> I shouted after her swinging backside. Chapter 2. So, Kim tried to look innocent gazing up through her dark fringe. Why aren't you looking ready? I asked her. We'd been working up until we needed to set off for the date. She owed the hours due to her flexi time working. So I can't make it, she said. I totally forgot I had a doctor's appointment booked for eight. Sorry I double booked, but I'm sure you'll be okay with the vamp. I sighed heavily. Firstly, he is not a real vampire. Secondly, there are no doctor's appointments happening after 5pm at our practice. What the hell are you talking about? I do have a doctor's appointment, she pouted, with Dr. Francis Love in his bedroom at 8pm. <sighs> Go, I made chewing motions at her with my hands. I've had enough of your nonsense today. I will deal with Mr. Landry myself. That's hurtful, you know, saying I talk nonsense. You're mean, mean boss. I'll need to come in late tomorrow so I have time to work through my hurt feelings. With that, she gave me a wink and walked through the door, leaving me to grab my fake leather jacket and head to Hannah's. Hey, Rav, I'm meeting a Mr. Landry. Rav, one of the waiters at Hannah's, had rushed over to greet me on my arrival. Yes, yes, he is here. He asked to be seated in the back corner. I will take you through to him. I followed Rab to the back of the restaurant. The smell of delicious spices wafted up my nose and made my stomach rumble. I did not have any lunch and had been stuffed full of chocolate donuts and now my body was reminding me it needed sustenance. As Theodore turned to face me, another part of my body made its feelings known. Oh god. I really hate this word. Yeah, my vag definitely needed sustenance. It had been a long time. He was even more striking in the flesh. That dark hair and his dark, almost black-looking irises constructed, uh, contrasted against the paleness of his skin. I thought I was pale, but I think he even outdid me. I wondered if he was anemic. He had a slightly rosy glow to his cheeks, which might have been a little show of embarrassment or nervousness. Oh, bless him. He stood up and held out his hand, towering over my five-foot-seven frame. Miss Lindley? I held up my hand. Mr. Landry. His hands were cold to the touch, rather like my feet when I got in bed at night. I felt myself tremble slightly, but that might have been due to him being majorly hot rather than cold. Call me Theo, please. Okay, well, I'm Shelley. Like I said, I preferred being down to earth with my clients. Now I just had to wait for this one to admit to pranking me and we could get on with finding him a match. Rav came over to us. Can I get you started with any drinks? Um, a glass of white wine for me, Rav, please. I rarely drank on the job, but then again I really interviewed someone who thought he was a vampire. Small or large? The biggest you have. Two glasses and you get the bottle free. I sucked on my top lip and nodded. Sold. Bring the bottle, my man. And for you, sir? A glass of red, please. Do you have a mellow? Yes, sir. He handed us a menu each. I shall get your drinks and we'll be back to take your food order. He nodded. So, Theo said, what happens at this follow-up interview? I placed a napkin over my lap, feeling edgy and like I needed to do something. Well, I go through the questionnaire with you. Ask any additional questions I may have. 
and then if everything is in order I run it through the computer program back at the agency and see if we have someone who matches for you and if you don't well you can either stay on our books as new people join all the time or you are of course free to try another agency but there are no other agencies in Whitney. Yes, but there are agencies around the country, the world even, and in the internet is a big place. I'm sure you could find someone. I have more chance of finding a mate in Withersney. This is where my kind live. Here it was. Uh, your kind as in vampire? Of course, what else could I mean? He looked at me with a furrowed brow. Uh, nothing. Let me get my paperwork out of my bag. After dinner, he said. Let's enjoy the meal first and you can get to know me better. Great. I had planned to go through the questionnaire, declare him unsuitable, and hot-tail it out of here. Although, looking at the menu, I could see they had a prawn puree, my, my absolute favourite. Hey, hang on. Vampires couldn't be near garlic, could they? That's what Kim said. Hmm, what would happen if I ordered a garlic and coriander naan bread? I decided to go along with this prank and turned it against him. Our drinks arrived and Rav got his notebook and pen ready. And for you, sir? I hated that. Why did they always ask the guy what they wanted first? Totally sexist bastard. I will have a chicken balti with a plain naan bread. Thank you, sir. No starter for you, sir? No, thank you. I'm afraid I already ate a little before I came. I pulled a face. Who did that? Arranged a dinner and then ate already. Wanker. And for you, madam? I wanted a starter. I wanted prawn puree, but now Dickwad wasn't having one and I wouldn't either. Otherwise, I'd be here even longer than I needed to be. I studied the menu while sucking on my bottom lip. I will have, let's see, I'd like your chef special, the garlic chicken and garlic and coriander naan bread. Rav leaned over and whispered in my ear, this is why you're single. I gave him a dirty look. This is a business dinner. Okay then, food coming right up. Rav scurried away. You say you ate already? I asked him. You might not want to arrange dinner with a woman if you've already eaten beforehand. It was just my regular own egg, he said. Obviously, without it, I'd die. He showed me his teeth, and they were a little red-stained. That's why I ordered a glass of red. It disguises the blood stains. I sighed. Look there, can we just drop the whole you're a vampire thing? But I am a vampire. No, you're not. Vampires aren't real. Um, I am. He sat up straight. How old are you? I folded my arms across my chest. Not that it's any of your business, but I'm 26. Well, I'm 100 years your senior, so in this circumstance, I'm afraid you need to have some respect and believe me when I tell you that I am a vampire. I was about to get up and leave, but Rav brought over a pickle tray and some poppadoms, and I was weak. Fine, you're a vampire. Theo breathed out a sigh of relief. Usually at this point, the woman leaves. Admit it, if you were a date, you would have left by now. If I wasn't hungry, I would have left. I bit into a poppadom and decided to humour him a little. You might have to not tell people at first, maybe, so that they get to know you as a person before you confess your secret. Hmm, I don't know. I met his cool gaze. Look, let's practice tonight. While we eat dinner, pretend you're not a vampire, but a regular human guy. I pointed. Like Rav, a regular guy like Rav. Rav is not a regular guy. Rav is a demon, Theo replied. A crease appeared between his eyebrows. How long have you lived in Withersney? You are not very aware of your own surroundings. I was told the people of Withersney were like the undead. That's why I stayed here, 
It was one thing to insult me. It was quite another to insult my hometown. Hey, just because we're a quiet seaside town does not mean we get to diss the people that live here. Theo turned to me and started to chuckle. Do you know I have to take regular modern classes to keep up to date with modern technology and language? I've only heard diss in 2015, by the way. I very much like your outfit. You look dazzling, simply sensational. Pardon? I was still trying to catch up with the classes to keep up to date conversation. I'm pretending to be a human male, so I'm complimenting your outfit. My jaw set. Oh, you don't actually like it then. You're saying that because it's expected of a human male. Well, I prefer the attire of my day when you catch a glimpse of a lady's bare ankle and think all your birthdays have come at once. Your outfit is quite acceptable, though. The trousers are a little tired, but this is compensated by the flow of the top over your bottom. It clings over your breasts a little. Always remember, less is more. It creates lust in a man. Are you quite finished? I was gripping my knife so hard my knuckles had turned white. I've already said I'm not eating until my main course. Would it have been considered rude if I punched a potential client in the throat? Why do you think you haven't already found the woman of your dreams? Do you think it might be your way with words? I huffed. His eyes dropped to the floor and his mouth turned downward. I don't know how to approach a woman anymore. Once upon a time, they wanted you to take charge. Now they want to be equal. My head's all over the place. With how to approach a date. I've had over 1,000 girlfriends. I'm very jaded about the whole thing. 1,000 girlfriends? You need to be on The Bachelor, not the books of my daddy agency. Okay, if he'd not found a wife in over 1,000 girlfriends, there was definitely something wrong with him. Something more than him believing he was a vampire. Surely there'd be at least one with this new woman who'd take one look at Theo and let him play vampire in bed every night. The smell of garlic permeated the air as our main courses were brought to the table. Theo didn't flinch. I waited until Rabbit left and tore off a piece of garlic naan. I threw it at Theo's face to see if he had a reaction. He reared back in his seat. What are you doing? Um, I have a reaction. Not sure the garlic touched him, though. I took my fork and flicked some of my garlic chicken sauce at his hands. Once again, he leapt back, shaking his fingers. He picked up the water jug from our table and poured some over his hand. Rav, Rav, Rav ran over. Is everything okay? Is it, <laughs> is it Indian culture to throw food at your friend while they eat? Theo asked. Rav turned to me and I looked away. Shelly? I'm sorry, I have a small twitch. I punched out my arm and wiggled it around. Must have been a trap nerve. Seems to be okay now. Rav leaned over again. This is why you'll see. I get it. I snapped. Tomorrow, I'll book in for the Undateables and appear on the TV show, okay? What is the Undateables? Theo asked. I don't watch much TV. Just the news and celebs go dancing. We took our seats again. Theo wiped his hands on the table napkin. Celebs go dancing. Yes, I love watching the old style dancers, and of course you have to support your own. I took a deep breath. Go on. Sophia is one of us. Can you not tell with all that dark hair and eyeliner, plus the fact she never appears to age? Sophia Coleman is a vampire. I clarified. Yes, she bit Ken. That's the real reason he retired as head judge last year. 
Help me, God, help me now. If the chicken hadn't tasted so damn fine, I would have run for the hills. That and the fact that Theo was so pleasing on the eye. I made a note to pick up an undateable's application form. They'd probably snap my hand off. A dating agency owner who could find love for everyone but herself. I began to feel guilty about the garlic incident. Sorry about the food. Pass me your hand. Let me check I didn't harm you. Theo wiggled his wrist at me. No harm done. I knew you weren't a vampire. Pardon? Garlic, it was a test. I touched you with garlic. You should have burned or something. Theo sat back in his seat, his eyes wide. That is folklore. Vampires do not react to garlic. But it concerns me that in order to check this fact, he threw not one, but two items of garlic containing foodstuffs at me, knowing that the potential was there for me to burn. You would wish me harm? I have done nothing to deserve it. Theo pushed his chair further back. I made a mistake coming here. I'm not sure I'm altogether safe in your company. You're making me feel uncomfortable and apprehensive. He took his wallet out of his jacket pocket. I was making the vampire dude feel apprehensive. Well, there was an outcome I wasn't expecting. Theo, I'm sorry. I didn't really think it would do anything. Then why try? I just wanted to show you that you weren't a vampire. Theo stared at me. I see. Please, would you let me get in touch with a doctor on your behalf? Maybe ring mind? I think I'll get the bill now, he said, shutting down the conversation. He insisted on paying the bill, and we sat in an uncomfortable silence until Rav had dealt with us. How are you getting home? Theo asked. On the bus. The number 46 bus was due on the half hour, so I intended to make my way to the bus stop around the corner. Would you like a lift home? He offered. We would have to make a vow not to try to cause me harm. No, it's fine. I'm sorry about the food throwing thing. It wasn't very professional of me. Maybe you could call into the office tomorrow afternoon and I'll go through your application with you then. Do you have an appointment around five? Of course, you need a vampire hours. What was it about him that prevented me from telling him to get lost? It was like he had an allure. Yeah, Shelley, more like you have horny hormones. I was due one at any moment and always felt like I could mount my bedpost when I was like this. We had just got outside when I felt a telltale trickle. Well, that was a fitting end to this awkward evening. Time to go to bed with a hot water bottle. Ah, I don't see what was up with Theo now. Perhaps he had a weak stomach for Indian spices. I froze in place, stunned, as right in front of me two fangs descended and his eyes went red. Ah, you are a vampire, came, turning on my heels and running as fast as I could towards the bus stop where I could see the number 46 in the distance. Theo ran after me, catching up to me with lightning unnatural speed. Before I knew it, he put me in his arms and ran with me. In what seemed like five seconds, I was outside my door, trying my best not to vomit up my garlic chicken. What? What, what the? I repeated. But when I turned around, Theo was gone. Well, that is two chapters of this book. Um, some cringy bits in there for sure, but um, so that was about half an hour 
I think I'll do some more tomorrow and maybe maybe a little bit slower or softer but yeah I hope maybe you're a bit sleepy and if not you can listen to it again or listen to another one or try a different podcast I have recommendations if you need any so I hope you're all tucked in and I wish you all sweet dreams good night